Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome to Risque. Uh, I am your girl Roxy, and I am joined by the homo homie. What up, what up? Hi, and we have some awesome guests today in the house. It's an amazing, beautiful day in California. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, for everybody listening to us that is not from LA, we have incredible weather. We sure Like, do. put it this way. I'm basically wearing a bathing suit top today. A bathing suit. But I'm making it look like a, like a bodysuit. Mm -hmm. And only in LA can you do that on... What what is this March? What's the date? We're today? in March. Oh we're, wait, we're, we're, we're not we're, we're not we're, dating the podcast. <laughs> no, we're in April. We're in April. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, we're in April. April, April. I'm a little behind. Hello, <laughs> wake up. Hello. Okay, first because there's of all, longer days in March than there is in the, in the other months. So can we talk about this new song that Cardi B dropped? Uh, be careful. Be careful. I, I love it. Seriously, I mean, you actually put me on game when it comes to this song. I love her. Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? Who doesn't love her? She's amazing. She's an amazing uh person, amazing artist, and she's this. So real i think that's what people love about her yeah. that she's so herself Keeps she doesn't try she cusses she's like look i'm not trying to be your daughter's example you know like that's why they got parents so you guys could raise them right but so she is just so unapologetically herself and i think that a lot of people could really truly learn from a cardi b you mm -hmm. know like that's really what's catapulted her to success exactly and with this new song that she just dropped and the album coming soon um it's more on a different level. So it's not so much hip hop. It's not so much rap. It's just more like chill vibes, just like like a uh, spoken word mixed up with the, you know, with a, a little bit of with a little bit of Cardi. Mm -hmm. You know what and I mean? It's, it's really good. I really liked it. a lot. So her album drops April. I think this week it drops April 9th or something. April, something like that. April 6th. For her yeah. birthday, I think it is. April 6th. It's dropping. So, yeah, definitely look out for that. I think that's a Friday, right? Because all new music on Spotify, if you don't know, drops, drops on, on Friday. Friday. It used to be New Music Mondays. No, I thought it was Tuesdays. No, I think it was New Music Mondays. Now it's New Music Fridays. I'm like, <laughs> hey, just another thing to look forward to on a Friday. But listen, today we have um, some of my buddies. They came in. Um... My boy, Jose, I actually met you in, I think I met you in Miami the first time, right? Jose Resendez. He is, We would. how would you um, describe yourself, Jose, besides being a social media guru? Hmm. <laughs> That's a, he's like, hmm, that, is that a trick question, Roxy? 
I would describe myself as, first of all, Team Nicki Minaj. Since oh. you guys are talking about Cardi. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh, really. Did you know that she's been gone from social media since, like, December? Mm-hmm. And you, did you know that nobody misses her? No. Nobody what? misses Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I am in this building to represent <laughs> Nicki Minaj. <laughs> well, didn't she just post something about a, a car? Something with the, working with the BMW or something like that? Well, you gotta pay your rent, so I'm sure she had to come back. Exactly. It's crazy because I feel like deep down inside, I actually have a friend, I'm not gonna say any names, that that this is what she does for a living. She interviews people on the red carpet and she said and she's she's one of my friends and I trust what she says. But she told me that Nicki Minaj was one of the worst interviews she's ever had, that she was rude. Like Aww. just her her nature was just like rude and like diva ish. And yeah. I'm like, really? So as I believed yeah. her. I don't want to judge Nikki because right. of that, but I tr- I believe my friend. Right. I mean, talking about me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I work, I've worked with a lot of celebrities in my career, and it's funny because depending on the context and the situation, mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, yeah, she was so rude. And you're like, really? Because I worked with her, and she was so nice. Oh. You know, so things like that. So maybe I, she had a bad day. Right. <laughs> it maybe it was depends. a bad day. Maybe it was the wrong situation. Maybe it's a red carpet. Maybe it's... Maybe they were bothered that day. Or maybe the dress you're wearing, you feel like you can't breathe because you're like, oh my God, nobody talked to me because I'm wearing this <laughs> shit on the Grammys and I can't breathe because I'm trying to look good. Yeah, right? I met I met Cardi B at the BET Awards and uh, she was super excited. She was super, you know, having fun. So meeting her in that environment was awesome. But I could just imagine meeting her in different types of environments, you know? Yeah. yeah. People's so, moods change. So, so social media guru, you've worked with a lot of, you're like more behind the scenes, right? But you've right. worked with a lot of celebrities, you've worked with a lot of brands. Right. And so what's your favorite part about doing what you do? I think it's uh, going beyond the brand because people's names are now brands. But yeah, going behind, I agree. Going behind the brand and actually like these are humans. So they have personalities, they right. have moods, you know, and they have different vibes. So I think piecing that together and being able to manage that and working with that and making sure campaigns happen or whatever. That's like the art of it. And that's the part that I enjoy. Yeah. And you know what? I think that thank God for social media, right? That it can actually feed a lot of us now because mm-hmm. I don't think this existed. I mean, how long has has uh, Instagram been out or MySpace, right? Because it's like, oh, my God. And MySpace, MySpace is like way back. There. I want to say maybe MySpace was like more than 10 years ago. I yeah. joined MySpace 2005. 2005. Yeah. So 2005 to now is what? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do 13? my math here. 13 years? Dang, it hasn't even been that long. Right? But yeah, I mean, the other day I read an article saying nowadays <laughs> people there's journalists that get that get four year degrees in journalism, and there's bloggers out there making way more money than a journalist that yeah. went to mm-hmm. university that has a bachelor's, even a master's. That kind yeah. of sucks. You hear a lot of that. <laughs> Yes, and this and this other voice that you that's hear, the issue. Yeah. yes, that we have. This other voice that you hear is our girl, the lovely peruana Catherine Johnson Gunn. Pero don't be fooled, es peruana, es Latina. You are the executive producer and co-founder of Hispanicized Media Group. And for all who don't know, Hispanicized is actually. It's an amazing, um, it's the largest annual event for Latino trendsetters and newsmakers in digital content creation, journalism, marketing, entertainment, and tech entrepreneurship. And it's really cool because how the hell do you come up with an amazing event like this that has been so successful? And now you guys are opening other branches in Texas and L.A., but the main Hispanicized event is in Miami Miami. because that's your hometown. 
and the yeah. other founder too, right? It's both of you guys' hometown. Right. So the way it came about, I'll go back to the beginning. So we used to, Manny Ruiz, the founder, he owned a wire company like um, that would do Hispanic public like PR press yes. releases. So that got sold. And with that, he's like, oh, I want to start something else. So he started the Hispanic PR Marketing Conference. This is like back in 2010 where the social media thing wasn't like a popular, you know, there weren't there were a few bloggers, but it wasn't like now, right? That there's so yes, many creators. Yes, so much. Oversaturation. Right. So we did this conference and there was like two panels on blogging. And everybody was interested in that. It was like, whoa, what is this whole thing with blogging and what is this? And then some journalists were like, oh, but what is this, you know, blogging thing? Yeah, I'm about to be jobless. (laughs) (laughs) So we saw there was an interest. So the following year, we did it in LA. So that was Dallas. Then in 2011, we did it in LA and we did it more social media. So we did marketing, Uh. social media conference. We added that layer. And that had a lot of panels that were about, you know, blogging, starting your blog. This is before Instagram. So it was just like, publishing like on blogspot you know live journal yeah so it was more traditional writing and then that just took off because then the bloggers added a consumer angle right because their readers were consumers and before it was just you know pr marketing professionals talking to each other business to business yeah very b2b so that added an element that we saw wow this is really cool and fun and then the brands were excited about it because they're like oh we can you know get to know with a hispanic consumer and what their readers are interested in. Yeah. So then from that, then we changed the name. You know, it was Hispanicize that ah. it became. It was no longer the Hispanic PR Marketing Conference. Yeah. It was more like Hispanicize. It just got too big. That's right. It so it, then it became, it was more like Hispanicize, more like a, an adjective or, you know, more like a describing what this is, like a movement. Yeah. Why, why not Latin, you know? Latino size? Why not Latino size? Is that, <laughs> you know, know I'm just that. curious. Well, <laughs> that is, I think it's, I think it comes from, we were marketing people, right? I have a journalism degree and a, and a marketing degree. So we, in marketing, you use Hispanic. Like what? Hispanic, why not Latino? Why I've always wanted an because when I think Hispanic, I think like his panic. I think Hispanic, <laughs> the origin is Random. um, <laughs> no, like so seriously, and, and that that actually that debate came out when you know Pete Wilson was in office and they were like, you know, he he made that word Hispanic like the monster word because it was like his panic, like we were the panic of people. You know yeah. what I mean? And sometimes we are looked upon as like, oh, my God, Latinos and oh, my God. And it's like, dude, we are amazing. Well, I, right. just, Don't get conf- it I just got confused when I have to check out white in the census. I was like, what? I'm white. OK. White? Yeah, the way the white, why we did Hispanic, we always see Hispanic as like Latinos who live in the U.S. So we're oh. all Latinos. I'm a Latino. When I go to Peru, my cousins are Latino. Right. But they're living in Peru. Oh, God. So I it. wouldn't count them as Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Because if I am doing a campaign with a brand and I am promoting it to Latinos, does that mean Peruvians, Mexicans living in Mexico, living in Peru are going to listen to my ad? No, it's Latinos living in, in the, the U.S. US. Yeah. So for oh. marketing distinction, that's a Hispanic. So you guys are going to learn a lot about marketing today. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's so cool because I think a lot of people that listen to our show and that, that just in life, right, a lot of people love marketing and they love social media. And like, I, for example, I have a prima that's trying to start a blog. 
right? And not, and so I don't know what she named her. He needs to come on down to his family. The other day I asked her, <laughs> but yeah, what's the name of your blog? Um, I, I was like, first of all, you got to remember the name of your blog. <laughs> this is bad. This is already a bad start, right? Yeah. But she's like, I think it's like I am Sam or Sam evolving. Or I don't know what the, her name's Samantha. But so to the people listening that are like, man, I'm tired of my nine to five. I'm super creative. I know I have the ability to write and, and create and do videos and, and just, you know, because blogging is more writing, right? Yeah. But there's also vlogging, with when, which is video. But what would you say is like the basis of a good blog? Because bloggers get paid. Yeah. Blogging, video, anything, it's content. You got to create good content. And then you can have all this amazing content, but if you don't know how to monetize it, you mm-hmm. won't make money from it. Yep. So mm-hmm. what Hispanicize does is puts that together. It's saying, here are all these content creators. Because Hispanicize, I'll back up a little bit. It's not just on social media. So we have different tracks. There's a journalism track, marketing track. There's a music track. And there's a film track. And, and the, the content side, creators. Right? And a tech that we just launched yeah, recently. So what does everybody have in common? They are all content creators. A musician is a content creator. Yep. So as a filmmaker... So is a marketing executive. They're creating content, you know, statistics, campaigns, campaigns, yeah, you know, white papers, all that stuff. They are creating content. So we put them all in a room, all these content creators that can collaborate. So if I am a musician and I meet you, I'm like, hey, we should collaborate. You know, I'm creating this. You create this. Maybe we can do something together. So Hispanics puts all these Latino content creators or Hispanics or Latinx in a room. We got to talk about that yeah. word Latinx. <laughs> in a room to, you know, collaborate either. That is so work cool. Work together. You know, you find branding opportunities and then you get panels on monetizing your blog or your YouTube or your Instagram, you know, and just everyone gets to work and together. And that is so and smart that you guys done that because we knowing now is that we're the biggest buying market in in the US, you know. Yes. We have a lot of power but we don't know it, you know. Exactly. And it sucks. And that is a main point that we try to emphasize. It's also a platform, it's to empower, you know, yeah. Latinos because I feel so me coming from Miami. So I am from Miami. I just moved to LA like a little less than 5 years ago. And when I lived in Miami, I didn't really feel like I'm a minority. Because everyone is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. That's the that's specifically so, the reason why I love going to Miami. Yeah. I feel I feel like I'm at home. I right. feel like I'm in LA, especially when I go to you know Little Havana and I'm having like a cortadito. Right. Oh you my god! You feel gosh. like you're like and, in Little Havana. To me, to me, <laughs> and this is the thing. I'm an LA girl, so I'm used to being around Mexicans. I mean, I gente cuando hablo español, people are like, ¿de dónde sos? Mexicana, and I'm like, no, pero el acento se te pega, you know. And then I talk, and then I start talking. I'm Salvi, se me salen más lo caribeño, and then people are like. Eres Dominicana. And I'm like, no, you're wrong again. But, I'm savvy. <laughs> but I feel like when I go to Miami, everybody, I just love the whole like Cuban, yeah. Puerto Rican, uh, Colombian like vibe. It's very ca- ca- uh, Caribbean. It's very it's Caribbean. Very, everybody Caribbean. eats platanos. There's, I mean, you <laughs> know what? the proximity, you know, the proximity. Florida is right by Dominican Republic, Cuba. Yeah. Here we are closer to Mexico. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you know the proximity of where you are. When I go to Miami, girl, I'm all about the pollo tropical. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh <laughs> Remember you made me sneak that onto a plane, and I thought I was like, <laughs> I was shitting bricks. I'm like, I don't think we can take food. I don't think I can take a whole. And pollo tropical is bomb, by the way. Sorry, pollo loco and Zanku chicken. I, listen, I agree. <laughs> pollo tropical in Miami is way better than way pollo loco. Better. Hey, but Juan Pollo is pretty good. <laughs> Juan, Juan Pollo is pretty. 
pretty good, but you only find that in the Inland Empire. Uh, uh, no, San Gabriel Valley. También. We had the entire airplane girl smelling like pollo tropical. <laughs> <laughs> because like, Erika, Erika, get the backpack down and take out the chicken because I'm hungry. I'm like, what do you want? Are you kidding me? We can't eat on the plane. What if the stewardess comes and throws us off the plane? She's all, we're in the air already. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, I love the Miami vibe just to visit, though. I don't know if uh, I would be able to yeah. live in Miami. And both of you guys are from Miami, right? We're both from Miami. So Miami, that was so a different change for me here because here I like felt like a minority again. Because there I am around CEOs, pre- vice presidents, the mayor is Hispanic. Everyone is Hispanic. So it's From normal. the hotel cleaning lady to the VP and owner of the hotel. They're all Hispanic. So I didn't feel... Sometimes when I would hear people, the struggle of being Hispanic or being, mm-hmm. you know, you someone not getting a job because the white guy got the job and you didn't. You don't feel it that much in Miami. It's a little bit That's out pretty of time. Cool. When you come here, when you I get a culture here, shock. Yes. Yeah. I was like, this is why we need empowerment. This is why I kind of, it was good for me in my career. Because oh. I was like, you know what? We still need to go in there and like fight for a space in the executive yeah. table and fight for degrees and getting to colleges. Because I realized that when I moved here. That it was still something we needed to fight. For. So it kind of like reignited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Because then I felt Miami, like a minority. People were yeah. like, "Where are you from, Peru? What language do they speak in Peru?" I'm oh like, my god! Spanish, and I had not heard that this whole time I lived in Florida. No one, because yeah. everyone understands it's, where Peru yeah. is. Yeah, it seems so to me that bit. New York and Florida are predominantly the Latino, like, yeah. like the takeover over there, the Latin, more Latinx, more yeah. central and stuff like that. But over here, when you get to the West Coast. It's a little bit more different, and you have yeah, all the yeah. Mexican, like the yeah. like what we're talking about, Hispanic. I'm, stuff a, like I'm that. originally from from outside of Houston, Texas, and I'm half Mexican, half Guatemalan. But growing up, I mean, I would have thought you were like Cuban. If you were Latino, <laughs> if you were if you were Latino, you were you were Mexican or Nicaraguan or Salvadorian or, or Central American. But moving to Miami, it was like meeting my first Colombian, my first Cuban, Dominican, like. All these flags and all these countries coming to life. And I was like, wow, everyone in this room is Latino, Hispanic, whatever you want to call it, but from different countries. So I thought that was awesome. I love that. So coming back, we're going to talk about um, the difference between like your experience living in L.A. and living in Miami. Because I know there's people from all over that listen to our podcast. Yeah. Um, And and also we're going to be talking about I got to tell you why we should be very careful when jumping into an Uber. Like, vivimos en una sociedad donde somos demasiados confiados and we just jump into cars without even checking the license plate, without checking reviews. Like, seriously, I will request an Uber and if the person looks like a weirdo, I'm like, cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> totally judgmental. <laughs> I do the same thing. As long as, as long as they have a cute face profile, <laughs> well, but I'll though. jump in his car. <laughs> he took a bad photo. We're like, oh. How many other people Aww. do this? I'm sure a lot. I We're do. coming right back on Risque. All right, guys, so we're back, and man, it's a conversation. Not only do I love having conversations with good people, but I love learning, and I love uh, the fact that we get amazing feedback on the podcast of people like, man, I didn't even know who that guest was, and now I do, and I learned so much, and now I'm motivated. But I really hope that that anybody, because I feel like we all, in our own way, are content creators. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody walking this planet, you're creating some type of content. Like, my mom, she has a healing center in Riverside, and she was like, oh, my God, mijita, can you believe I have a client that she's a woman, she's an African-American woman that has two kids, and I guess she started a YouTube channel. She's not a celebrity, but she just does stuff with her kids. She plays pranks on her kids, and then she does, like, arts and crafts, and just it's her and her kids. This woman in a year was able to accumulate over 100,000 subscribers. 
yeah. on her YouTube channel. And she was sharing with my mom the other day that she bought them each um, MacBook, MacBook Pros. Or MacBook Airs, you know, but still, yeah. you know, for wow. a single mom to be able to buy her kids two MacBooks brand new, not refurbished. And she was like, I literally am doing it because of the revenue that I'm making off of YouTube. Yeah. So I think that right now, people that are listening, if you're really kind of stuck at your job or you're like at a moment in your life where you're like, damn, I want to reinvent myself. You know, how do you start doing something like that? Like, how do you know? How do you know if because. Some people might be like, well, we live in a very pop culture driven world where a lot of people feel like if I'm not a celebrity, I can't be successful. And that is so far from the truth because I've met a lot of content creators that are so creative and it's like nobody knows who they are, but they got the numbers. Yeah, I think it's just sometimes you can't think like I'm not a celebrity, I'm going to I'm not going to make it because everyone has a story to tell. And if you're unique, someone's going to relate with your story. There's someone out there and. They want to hear your voice. You'll and they always want to hear, find an audience. You'll find an audience. So my thing is just always be yourself and be authentic. And you will find that person that relates with you and then tells their friends to, you know, check out your channel or that blog or whatever that is. And then you just grow your audience. But it's just taking, you know, the your passion that you have and putting it, you know, creating it, dedicating time to it. And just, you know, it's a risk that you take. It's like facing your fear and just doing it and going all in and for going it. all in and so Catherine did you have did you ever have like a nine to five before you uh, Manny and co-created his, his, his fantasize together yeah I did so I worked at PBS as a producer on TV Ooh. so nightly business report so I worked there for a few years and then before that I worked at um I worked in like admin jobs while I was in college yeah um, and then Paying I actually those bills yeah <laughs> then I worked at other PR agencies so I've been in the agency world as well and then I met Manny. Then I worked with him at Hispanic PR Wire, his other company. Yeah. And then he sold it. And then I went back to the PR agency world and mm-hmm. worked with brands and doing public relations for like McDonald's. Like we're I, actually you both Fleischman uh, alumni. We also agency. yeah, I worked at Fleischman once. Yeah, yeah. So right before then I left and you came in. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, if you're listening, you're like, what do you mean the agency world? There's can you explain like the age yeah. what the agency world is? Yeah. Right. Because there's different kind of agencies. There's talent agencies. Exactly. There's advertising yeah. agencies. Yeah. You're talking about advertising behind, agencies. Behind every brand, uh, there's multiple agencies. I mean, there's advertising. There's public relations. There's media buying. So advertising is like the commercials, the billboards, the magazines and all that stuff public relations is like non-paid advertising which is pr it's creating generating publicity and buzz um, and buzz right word of mouth social media campaigns all that stuff and then you have media buying which is like buying a commercial during the grammys or buying a commercial during uh you know roxy's uh podcast so yeah, yeah. you have different kind of agencies <laughs> and then on top of that when you get talent involved there's talent management ta- talent pr all that so, yeah, I mean, the agency world is huge. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's really, you know, hard, but it's very exciting. I I worked with a, a lot of big brands, uh, Fortune 500 brands like AT&T, Procter & Gamble, CoverGirl, all these big brands. Um, so I learned a lot about dealing with, like, that corporate mentality and, like, what they're, they're – at the end of the day, they're a business and they care about the numbers, right? Yep. And then as an agency, you come in and you try to humanize that. And you're like, okay, but we're talking to real people, so, like, let's come up with creative campaigns and – or come up with campaigns that reach communities or small communities. So it really depends on – Yeah, so a lot of these advertising agencies are the ones that are behind the scenes paying yeah. these big social media influencers yep. that you see on social media, the yep. faces, right? Yep. Of like they're doing a – let's just say it's like Bud Light. You're doing a campaign with Bud Light. It's the advertising and PR agencies that are behind it yeah. that are making these 
social media, super, right. you know, superstars. Right, 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 right. And that's also something we do at Hispanicize. It's not just a conference that a lot of people aren't aware of either. We also have another property called DMA Media. And we are a network. And what we do is, like how Jose was saying, say he's working for a brand and he needs a group of influencers. They would come to us and we know everything about the influencer. I know, like, who's vegan, what they're allergic to. Like, I what? know everything. How do you know this? Because we, <laughs> hmm, no, we make them fill out when they join our network. They fill out, like, a questionnaire that they got to right. say what they are, where their preferences are. So we know the influencers so well. So when a brand, they come to us, we recommend, oh, you are milk. Okay, I recommend this girl, that girl, not her because she doesn't drink milk. You know, she's vegan. So we can tell you what creators to work with Mm -hmm. based on their. So they don't have the time to do that in-depth research. So yeah. we do that for them, and we just present them the influencers, yeah. and then they select them. And they Man. give us parameters, like, oh, we're looking for Hispanics, or we're looking for Spanish language dominant, or we're looking for females, women, whatever. You know, we can do that. Wow, Dang. marketing, so guys, marketing like, has changed a whole so database. much. <laughs> we have a whole database oh of creators. Okay, seriously, I need to join that database, because yeah. I'm not on there. I'm like, do you know about me? Can you hook me up with a handsome so I like to juice, and I like to drink. I like talk. You I like to juice, and I like to drink whiskey. Right? I can hook you up with Jack Daniels and someone yeah. else. <laughs> and DMA Media is a presenting brand of the content creators track of Hispanicize. So all those panels and sessions, by the way, actually, our oh, girl yes. Raquel is on the panel. Yeah. I'm going to be on the podcast panel talking about podcasting and how it, you know, a lot of people no, say that podcasting. Mirala. Mirala. Hashtag influencer. Let's shoot to that. Let's shoot to that. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. Hashtag, no, but, hashtag guru. No, because I think a lot of people think that podcasting is a thing of the future. And I'm like, no, podcasting is a thing of now. Now, Like yeah. now, I, so, too many people live in the future. And I'm like, I get planning and I get it. Who but knows like, where we'll be in the future? I know. Hopefully my own talk show. Hi. Hey. Like, Wendy Williams can't be the only one getting a piece of the pie. You can launch it at Hispanicize. <laughs> we have a press conference room available. Yeah. Yes. There you go. There it is. No, but listen, I love this conversation. But being that you guys um, are living, Jose, you just moved to L.A., right? Mm-hmm. How long have you been here for? Uh, like for a couple of minutes. No, I've been here since uh, <laughs> I moved here for the New Year. It's like a new chapter for me. So okay, I moved so here January. First okay, week so of January. maybe like you've been here four months, four months, three months. How you adapting? Good. Dang. Good. I love it so far. I love it. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. Good. So do you take Uber? Uh, yeah, actually I do sometimes. Okay, so listen, this this is a crazy story. You got to be really careful when riding Uber mm-hmm. because drivers may be imposters. So this dude in Santa Clarita, he's <gasps> been accused of Santa Clarita. Why is that? Is that your neighborhood? Holy smokes. <laughs> he's been accused of pretending to be an Uber driver to sexually assault women. Oh, so seven terrible. women have claimed to be victims of this man in areas like Beverly Hills, Hollywood, hasta Al. That's crazy. Beverly Hills, Hollywood to mm-hmm. Alhambra. Because, you know, Uber goes all over the place, yeah. right? Let's just say you're a driver in Hollywood and you're going to Alhambra. You so can take an Uber to Vegas. That's what I'm... You can, yeah, did you, you hear can. about yeah, that guy? Yeah. That yeah. supposedly <laughs> got so drunk that he took a... He took he, he was like, dude, take me home. And I guess his home was like his mom's house. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was like 7,000 miles. I don't know how many... Nah, I'm being excited. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, Latinos yeah. do. We exaggerate about yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 2,000 miles away. So he wakes up and he gets a $7,000 bill wow. from... He oh was God. so wasted. Wow. You know, when you're drunk and you're Come just behind now, a car... But that Uber driver took advantage of that situation. True. <laughs> probably. Probably. But he got a $7,000 bill. Yeah. And he got home safe, which is important. But yeah. I don't know if 
you have the money to pay it. Right. Seriously, pero qué triste. So anyways, um, this, so this is what, what is happening is this is causing a lot of people to feel really unsafe to ride with Uber. So the question that people are asking themselves now is how are they supposed to be sure that the car that pulls up is really their Uber driver? And I don't know if it's happened to you guys, but... I've called like an Uber or a Lyft and it's, you know, it's linked to your Facebook. Mm -hmm. And sometimes my Facebook picture is like a sexy picture and I'll like, (laughs) I'll I'll like take it down for just to call my Lyft and then put a picture of like an ugly ass picture of me. Does an ugly picture even exist? I don't think that exists. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, wait, I have a couple because trust me, I take a lot. <laughs> I got my personal paparazzi. No, so Uber posted tips on their website to avoid people getting yeah. themselves in dangerous situations. Yeah. Have you guys ever, seriously, have you ever judged an Uber driver by the way they look when it says they're on their way to pick you up? Be of real. Yes. Of course. Okay. Erica has, Jose has, yeah. Catherine, yeah, have I you? Have. Yeah. And it's have you natural. ever canceled? Because I have. I'm like, ooh, I this person's like if, a creep. Because you know that you can rate, so they don't have stars. I feel like they're too new. No one has rated them. <laughs> and I read all the comments. Like, great conversation or drove too right. fast. Like, I read. Personally, yeah. I don't like my drivers to talk to me. I'm like, just True. let me drive. Do you know don't that they rate to you too? A friend of mine who, yeah, drove, yeah they do. Yeah. A friend of mine who drove for Uber was telling me that they don't like when you don't talk. Cause they it's they feel like they're being treated like cab drivers, but they're normal humans really? just like but you and I. Yeah, drivers. drivers. Right, exactly. but they like it's more of a different vibe. Yeah. Like they like conversation, so they rate you. So if well, you look at your I score, you should check like, it out. She's mute. <laughs> yeah, and supposedly I heard that you can also find out whether they you that you tip them or not. Yeah, they can. I yeah. was like, oh hell no! Like, oh, no, they sorry. find out. Yeah. You're like, yeah. aunque sea un dólar. I know, I right? Aunque sea un dólar. And then sometimes they deny people. Like if yeah. they're if yeah. they have low stars, yeah. they're like, I'm not picking. That I'm at a four point nine. I'm good. Well, okay, what is I'm a ra- great passenger. <laughs> I am not. I don't even know about the rating system on Uber. Like, mm-hmm. what is the highest rating you can get? 5.0. Yeah. Five. 5 is the highest. I think I'm a 4 you know, or 7. I'm a 4.97. Oh. oh I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, when I jump in the Uber, I usually get an Uber because uh, I know that I need to be on my phone or check emails. or have a conference right. call, so I don't want to drive. So I literally am taking an Uber as like a mobile office. So I'm sorry. Like, I... I'm doing my thing right now, you know? Yeah. If I want to talk, trust me, I will talk to you. But I usually say, can you turn the radio off or, you know, whatever, and I can do my own thing. But and then, that, that should be expected as yeah. being somebody's uh, driver or chauffeur or, you know, if you're going to be doing that job, you got to be expected to handle yeah, every situation and accommodate to every person that comes through your, yeah. your vehicle. You I, know? Just, I just think that, you know, I've been in Ubers and the first thing that comes out of your mouth, their mouth. So what do you do? And it's like, ¿a ti qué te importa what I do? <laughs> exactly. Like, that's always like, are you going to judge me based on what I do and who I am? Yeah. And like, so I'm just like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a dancer. <laughs> oh, really? And I'll switch, I'll create stories. I've created, oh, awesome. I've lied to Ubers and I'm just like. Uber well, diaries. It doesn't yes. matter what I do. Seriously. I had one Uber where I, I was so tired. You were so annoyed I when you got to the house. I was so tired. I wanted to sleep before I even got to, got home. And he's like, so how's your night going? I'm what's going good. I'm just really tired. I just want to rest and relax. Okay. Okay. No problem. <laughs> Do you want some water? Do you want some gum? Maybe like, he thought you oh were my hot. God. I just told you that I'm tired. <laughs> I want to sleep. And he sees that my head, he's looking through the rear view mirror. And I know he sees that I put my head on the, on the side. So he just kept just asking me questions and questions. I'm like, Fuck. maybe he thought you were attractive. Yeah. No. Maybe he knew you were the homo homie. Uh, no, because the car, <laughs> the car smelled like cigarros. So I was like, eh. <laughs> I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get nothing done with you. Please. But uh, but yeah, on Uber, you you know, there's a feature that Uber introduced 
specifically for this reason so like so you don't jump into like a stranger's quote-unquote car mm-hmm. um you can pick the color of their of their logo that comes up like there's a like a little uber logo whatever on yeah. their dashboard you can it's pick, usually lit up with pink right right so you can pick a color so like let's say your color is green so let's say five ubers are pulling up to the to the club or whatever you can see like a green one look for the green one and then check the license plate because it minute. gives you the license plate isn't that lyft no that's also uber they have really? that too mm-hmm. i thought lyft had it because everybody's like has that little like bar that little yeah oval yeah thing. yeah no, and they- i heard somewhere that there's an app that you can download uh-huh. so you can have it running while you get in an uber and what does that do and you can just like touch the phone and like panics if you feel that someone is attacking you or taking you where you're not supposed to go and what? it alerts the police and they track you okay what is the name of that app i don't know the name of the app i like heard it on the news because they That's were saying crazy. look it up Mar- inter yeah. maria is looking it up right now because what's the name of that app girl we want you to be safe so listen and uber, it's free it's I know. free yeah. uber posted tips on their website to avoid people getting themselves into dangerous situations they put they said request the ride from inside a venue Okay, that's the first tip. Mm-hmm. Get in the right car by checking the plates. Uber app lets customers see the car plates. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't even check plates. Yeah. I just wait no, for them to ask me. Do. Yeah, you I, should always check the plates. I check yeah. the plates. I wait for them to ask me my name. And then I ask for their name. And if everything's, you know, matchy-matchy, yeah. then I go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love taking Uber in Miami. Oye, chica. And I'm just like, oh, God, I love that accent. <laughs> Can you take me to a cortadito? First things first. Oye, chica, claro. Oh, God, I love it. They're like, oye, pero tú, tú, tú de dónde eres, chico, coño. No, no sé, coño. Yeah, they do. They, they do, do. They, do. Coño. they have even they stores called Ño, que barato. Ño, que barato. Really? <laughs> Which is like the CO drop. I've only been twice to Miami with her, and that was just for the weekend. I, I want to go was, for like two I weeks. I know. I promise oh, yeah. we got to go and just turn up, mm-hmm. hit the strip clubs, everything, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here goes the, the tips that Uber is saying. Ask the driver his name and check with the app that it matches. Match the photo with the driver. Ride in the back seat. I've always ridden the back seat. I've yeah. ever, I never yeah. get into the passenger seat. Um, tell friends or family about the trip. Like, like this is where I'm at. Oh, this and they have up. share status. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. And you send it to your friend. I always send it to my husband. I'm like, oh. here, share status so he can see where I am and when I arrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, right now my husband is my here, my gay best friend. <laughs> I'm like, this is where I'm at. If I have a booty call, I'm like, this is where, this is where mm-hmm. I'm at, just in case you want to know. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> He's like, what? Um, d- another one, do not share personal info with the driver. This is why I right. do not like when they ask you what you do, because it's none of your business. And last but not least, follow your instincts. And and this can also pertain to Lyft, right? Isn't mm-hmm. Uber and Lyft owned by the same company? Or no? No, they're no, not. They're, owned two, by the same they're company. two different they're competitors. competitors. Yeah, oh they're my competitors. gosh. Okay. It's like McDonald's, Burger King. I love it. Okay, so did we find the name of the app? Oh, Safe Track. Okay, Safe Track. So what, what is know. this? Never run. No, this is Never Run Alone. I don't I know if this is what it everything? is. Maybe, but Safe Track, T R E K. I'm not sure. We're going to look more into the app that you can tap just in case you're ever in panic mode. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but listen, are we are we good on time, Eddie? Or, uh, or we well, got to come right back? Yeah, yeah we got to come right back. Okay, we got to come right back because I have to tell you guys about this new infused beer. To all of my marijuana lovers, you're going to be like, OMG. <laughs> is, will it be available in California? Dang. It probably will. Marijuana infused beer? Coming back on Risque, you will find out. Mm. Hola, soy Mauricio Ochman, and you're listening to Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBSplay.es. Y no se pierdan, hazlo como hombre, este primero de septiembre en cines. 
All right, guys. So we sigue la conversación with my girl Catherine and Jose Resendez in the house. Thank you guys for joining us and dropping no, so much knowledge about Hispanicize and about the... Okay, let's talk about the term Latinx. I've been hearing a lot of people <clears throat> referring to this new generation mm-hmm. of Latinos, of Hispanics as the Latinx generation. Yeah. What the hell... <laughs> Does Latin X mean? I remember we were at Facebook Studios here yeah. in LA talking about that, right? Yeah. And, and I heard negative feedback, which I didn't know. I was what? not aware that people didn't like Latin X. Really? I thought people wanted us to start I using Latin X. think it's more of a millennial and term. A, and I feel like it's regional. I think <sighs> LA likes Latin X more than Miami. What? Yeah, That's the vibe. I in Miami, sure, people yeah. are like, ah. All right, let's talk about oh, this. Yeah, I only thought Latin X was an like, LA thing. I could I could have sworn Latin X was an LA thing. Honestly, yeah. I just recently started hearing it. All oh, I know, I've heard it for like two years now. Yeah. I, All I know is that what I heard is that people did not like the 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 Latino, the masculine of the the, the how it just defined everybody yeah. exactly how it defined everybody, and then the Latina. So like just. Latin X, which encompasses and Latin X everybody. everything. Latino, yeah. Latino. Or... Like when they say Latino, stand up. You're not gonna stand up because you're a Latina. Yeah. No, like, I'm gonna stand up. Like, yeah. Ben I mean, Nichols. look, we all got a little bit of our mom and dad inside of us. Yeah. So I always say, look, if you're a man, you gotta tap into your emotional side a little bit, and and to your feminine side, like I'm ma- masculine and feminine. Yeah. So I was on the Huffington Post, and it was saying the word Latin X, pronounced La- Latin X, has been used more and more lately. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because I've been hearing it a mm-hmm. lot. And yet, while many people are using the term and identifying as Latinx, there are still others who may look at the word with skepticism and confusion. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way yeah, I feel when do. I hear that word. I mean, I liked it at first just from a writing perspective when I'm writing press releases. Mm-hmm. And I have to clarify that there's women and men who content creators attending my event. I would do Latina slash Latino. So it right. kind of so Latinx now I'm like everybody in it's between everybody, right yeah yeah so but that's what it is Latinx means men yeah. and women so you don't have to say Latino Latina <laughs> I could have sworn that on social media people were doing like I saw like Latinos and they instead of putting the O or the A they would do the at symbol because it's an O and an A and yeah. I thought that was cool and I was like oh that's clever that's funny and then like Latin, to me it's more like not I almost thought it was like not Latin but I but yeah I think it's more of a like a gender thing. We live in such a such a such a sensitive, sensitive society yeah, nowadays. Like, yeah. literally, call me, are you Latino? I'm gonna be like, yes. Yeah. You know, so it was so funny because a lot of people are saying, oh, my God, you're misspelling the word. Like a lot of the article Huffington Post is writing articles and they're like people were writing in saying, oh, my God, you misspelled Latino. Latin X isn't a word. Right. And they're like, we know this. It's a term that's been created <laughs> for both genders. So nobody gets offended. Yeah. And there's people that don't like it because they say like we were saying the Spanish language, you're, you know, it has history and it was created and you're trying to change it. Yeah. So yeah. they are totally against yeah. the word Latinx. But people that defend it are like, what's wrong with change? Change yeah. is a good thing. Change I is mean, a good thing. Back in the day, maybe these issues weren't being brought up. So now that we can change stuff, no one says you can't change it. So Right, because in English, you don't have that whole Latina, Latino. There's no, you know, appropriations if it's masculine or f- feminine for you know nouns mm-hmm. so i think that's why i think they're just trying to generalize it more to everything to everything that's not, really what not it like, is because we if you're, you're gonna be if we're gonna be real technical we're gonna bring it back like 
how we say Mexicans and, and Latin America and Central Americans, um, you have your Hispanics, you have your Chicanos, and then you have See, well, Latino, Chicanos, Latina, break down Chicanos. Like, that, I've always had a word with, a problem with that word, too. Like, Chicanos is what? Chicanos, I think, it comes more from, like, the Texas route, right? Yeah, I thought Chicanos was, like, a Texas-LA thing, like, California thing. It is. Thing. A yeah, lot of people say Chicana, and I'm like, In well, Miami, okay. you would never, ever, never I thought Chicano was just, like, a cool, trendy term, like, like oh yeah, I'm Chicano. Like I'm I'm a Mexican American. That's I don't know. I thought more, it was more, more English the U- dominant. Yeah, U.S. US dominant, yeah. residency more yeah. than Hispanic. Is, and yeah. some people don't even like Latin, Latinx, Latino, or Hispanic. They're like I'm Peruvian, I'm Colombian, yeah. okay. Mexican. We've had panelists like that. Okay, yeah. so Chicano in, in Chicano is a person of Mexican origin or descent, especially a man or a boy. Uh-huh. So it's not even like so it's not even chic. I'm sure it's Chicana. This is too much. I, I mean, <laughs> this is or it's Chicken X. Chicken X. Both Chicano oh, and Chicana. No, but so so Please basically. Please don't tweet me. <laughs> Latin X is being used by scholars, activists, and an increasing number of journalists. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like the proper term it's to politically use. Politically correct. Yeah. Yet yeah, it's quickly gaining popularity among the general public. It's trendy. It's part of a linguistic revolution. That's what they're calling it, a linguistic revolution that aims to move beyond gender binaries and it's inclusive of the intersecting identities of Latin America. I like this. In addition to men and women from all racial backgrounds, Latinx also makes room for people who are trans, queer, Mm -hmm. a gender, non-binary, gender non-conforming, and gender fluid. So basically, Latinx is everybody. If you are from Mexico, if you are from Colombia, if you are from Peru, if you are from Belize, if you are from Panama, you are Latinx. That just, clears it I up. I just laugh because I'm thinking of math now because you have your X and your Y and oh like, there's like the unknowns. What is, what is X? What is Y? So are they going to get offended later on throughout the line? Oh, it's Latin Y. Latin you know? X Y. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense because think about the Spanish language. Like, is there a word like a secretary, a secretaria? Secret- yeah. Is there a secretario? No. no. So what? Secretaries are all women? Yeah. So that makes sense. Catherine is onto something. <laughs> yeah, people are just way too damn sensitive nowadays. I can't I can't even handle it. Like it's just like, you know what? Um oh speaking of this, I wanted to uh, this is, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> side, but side note. The side note, I'm su- randomly Roxy there for sure. Go. The other day I went to the mechanic, right? Because my car needed a little bit of coolant. And um <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I get my nails done. I'm very proud of my nails. I'm super feminine and I don't like to get my hands dirty when it, I, I don't need like Catherine, do you, are you the girl that's out there like changing your oil and changing your tires? No. Exactly. <laughs> so so I, I went on Snapchat because I love Snap and my analytics on Snapchat are off the chain. I don't care what anybody says about Snapchat. Oh, my Snapchat is popping, man, because I get to be more raw, right? As like, And it's my rawness is like a little out there for Instagram sometimes. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know how many advertisers watch Snapchat. Right. Hopefully not a lot. Keep on going. Keep so going anyways, back to the story. <laughs> I, I go on Snapchat and I'm like, man, this is when I really miss having a boo, you know, to do things like this for me because I had to go and I had to buy the oh, coolant. Yeah. And, you know, so then this girl clap back at me on a few girls clap back saying you know what Roxy if you're all about women empowerment how are you teaching women that they should depend on a man to you know change their change their tire or you know get their oil get their oil changed by a man like it, it you know if you're a real woman you should be the one out there like getting your hands dirty but and I I'm know, like I know men that don't like changing the oil or the tire either yeah so <laughs> so she went in on me and I was, <laughs> and I was just like dude I'm just expressing to you 
what I like. Yeah. Like it's yeah. my Snapchat yeah. that you're watching. Yeah. It's my world. It was like just yeah. a feeling at that moment. You don't That's have to it. agree not, yeah. with what I'm saying. And yeah. she was like, I, you know, I drive a big girl's truck, and I, and I'm just like, and and it was just funny because she got so offended. Yeah. She was like, and I hope you're not teaching this to women that attend your seminars, which are nonprofit. And she just went off, and this girl knew everything about me. Right. But she knew that I had a nonprofit. She knew that I, wow. you know, and I was just like, well, damn. Obviously, she's not a new Usually, follower. haters are your biggest no. fans. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> and and I, we get that a lot. She's a fan. And she's I talked fan. about it, and I was like, okay, I'm going back to my point of right. I will not break a nail you to change my you, oil. You know That's what's funny, funny is... um. Growing up, I'm a gay man. So growing up, really, yeah, no, the uh, homo homie. Really I would have never thought and the homo growing, homie. Growing up, you have <laughs> I have my Mexican family that is always you know the 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 machismo. But my dad was actually pretty pretty cool. Um, he owned his own mechanic business. I hated getting dirty. All my other brothers would love to be at the shop, but I hated getting dirty. I'd be the secret secretaria. I'd be the, I'd be the secretary, you know. And I'd be in there. And and now as I got older, and when I change my own tire, or when I change the oil, or when when I repair something in the car, I just feel so much more like prouder. And they just like fuck, man. I was able to do it, you know. My dad taught me, and I was watching, you know, as I was being yeah. in the office at the same time. I was able to, you know, grow into my manhood, hmm. which you know I. I, I appreciate my father now for that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a difference. I mean, it's yeah. it's nice to like think about. I, I know where you're coming from. Like for yeah. a man to cater to, to help you out just I for mean, once in a But you don't need it. You know, I don't need it. But I mean, but I could also go pay a mechanic. Yeah. yeah. You, it's not a need. It's a want. It's a I need. support mechanic X. Mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Mechanics. I, su- <laughs> I support mechanics. And this is, I was like, well, look, I'm trying to keep mechanics in business, man. I'd rather <laughs> just go drop my car off, yeah. keep my nails nice and fly, drive yeah. a loner for the day and go on and be but i'm just saying like it's funny how it's your social media but people get so offended yeah. with what you say on your platform but and why yeah. are you following and it's me? not even about your nails it's i wouldn't even know how to <laughs> I, would be, I would be scared of doing it wrong if i change my tire i'm drying and it rolls away <laughs> i don't care about my nails but i don't want to take that responsibility that's right, the main went to school for a mechanic exactly. yeah the main, exactly my, my main me. reason was like i'm not about to go pull coolant in the yeah. wrong imagine i put it in like the engine <laughs> <laughs> and my car blows up while I'm driving it. I'm like, no, that's one. That's one thing, ladies. Coming from an independent woman, sometimes being overly independent is a turnoff to men because men, yeah. you're married. Men want to feel they like, like feeling they like- want to feel like they're helping their lady. They want to feel like, hey, babe, what do you need? Like, I'm mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah. So, no self offend that if you're gonna be on somebody's social media platform, don't get offended at what they're saying because it's their platform to voice their yeah, opinion. Their mm-hmm. Okay. Simple as that. Yeah. Seriously. It's cute to put yourself in those roles sometimes, you know? At least to make it just, you know, spicy. What? A role play? It, yeah, that can be a role play thing. <laughs> it can. It can lead up. I am uh, not trying to role play as a mechanic girl. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Come out of like a dicky's <laughs> outfit. Like oil. Hey, baby. Yeah, why not? <laughs> If I can get it make on it out of the garage. Uh, <laughs> Just make sure the, do- the yeah. door-, door doesn't go up when the neighbors are looking. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> it's brought to you by Pro Tools. I love it, man. Hit us up, Dickie. <laughs> Seriously. No, so Jose and Catherine, um, so how long has Hispanicize been going on for now? This is the fourth Nine year? Nine years. Nine years. Nine years. What? Congratulations. Congratulations. You know what? I love shit. supporting my fellow Latinos, for yeah. real, and I love seeing how you guys bring everybody together and there's so much um there's so much talent underneath I, I this is my i want to say like my third year going to hispanicize mm-hmm. and i i look forward to it I, I look forward to just leaving la 
going to Miami and just like connecting with just brands and just yeah. other content creators. It's fun. And people say they feel like it's like their camp. Yeah. Like yeah. they get reunited. So like, oh good. my gosh, like I haven't seen you. And then some people meet people in person that they only know online. Yeah. yeah. So they meet there. And now though, you don't have to wait to go just to Miami because we also have an LA version. Oh, okay. When and is that? it's going to be all three days. So it used to be we just do a one-day LA version, uh-huh. and now it's a three-day national version. And that Ooh. is going to be um, the first week of October. Nice. Just as big as Miami. Just as really? big as Miami. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, guys. So it, so to everybody listening that's like, man, this is really interesting to me, do you only have to be a content creator to go? Can no. you just buy a ticket if you're like curious about the content creator yeah, world? Yeah, you can. Okay. We have a pass that's just for you to explore. Okay. I think we even named it the Explore, Explore Pass. <laughs> or like, check it out pass. Yeah. You know? okay, so Disney. you can be like, what is this about? Yeah. Let me, you know, get my feet wet and check it out. Yeah. And then, okay. So, and then next year you come in. Yeah. And it's, he, um, it's, yeah. it's all explained on HispanicizedEvent.com. And also the LA one, it's perfectly timed for Hispanic Heritage Month. That's oh, why it's in fall. Hispanic Heritage, I think, is in, in September, September, right? Half September, half October. Half September, yeah, yeah. half October. Ooh, mm-hmm. good thinking right there. Un poco de los dos. Yeah. Un poquito no? de los dos. You know? Mm-hmm. Seriously. Okay, so did you guys hear about this infused beer? No. Okay, so for all beer Mary Jane lovers, I know I'm totally switching the subject here. <laughs> because we're talking about products and uh-huh. brands, right? right. Yeah. So totally. it all falls under the same category. It, this is a new product alert, okay? So okay. Uh, Blue Moon Brewer, you okay. guys know Blue Moon? Yeah. Yeah. I love Blue Moon. I love Blue Moon. They're it's releasing good. three marijuana-infused drinks that promise intoxication without the alcoholic headache that comes afterward. Oh, okay? what? So the drinks are set to debut this fall, but... This is the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> the drinks will only be available in the state of Colorado. What? Yes. It'll, probably be, it'll probably be the test run, and then later on, they'll probably if it goes well, then they'll probably... If they don't get crazy, dude, exactly. you know, then all right. I can get a hold of it, though, probably, because I have a few <laughs> friends who um, run dispensaries. Are you going to smuggle it here no. to California? I for St. Patrick's Day. I did the green beer, and I put glitter in it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> edible glitter. Edible oh, glitter. I was going to okay. say, you can no, eat I, glitter? I was like, wait a minute, let me think How about it. How do you pee glitter? <laughs> How do you poop it, too? <laughs> no. <it's>, uh, <laughs> like the trolls. <laughs> no, it, it came out really nice it was all sparkly and it was like i don't like it oh, i loved it it was cute it was really oh, yeah nice. it, it looked like the um, it looked like the the what is it vanique but beer version oh really it came wow. out, i'll show you a picture no well they're saying that um they're saying that their plans to make the drinks available in states where recreational marijuana is legalized mm-hmm. so very soon it might be making its way to california i'll ask my friend so uh therefore right now a road trip to colorado is probably not a bad idea hey colorado rocky mountains colorado here we I, come i love denver I, you have know, you I've been never been. Oh, my God. I've never been, it. but it's I heard such it. a, It's such a foodie city, too. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, do you it's think... It's very outdoorsy. When it comes to Miami, L.A., what do you think about the foodie culture of Miami, L.A.? I think L.A. is more of a foodie culture, right? Or I don't no? I think so. Oh, Jose's what? Face. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love, like, in Miami, I think it's because of all those countries in Miami, I... Cementoja algo, I can find it in Miami. It's, Here, I think it's because also I'm new. But I so, think it's Latin food yeah, in yeah. Miami's better. Yeah, yeah. So I can find bomb like Dominican food, Puerto Rican food, Peruvian food that's amazing in Miami. Yeah. yeah. And not so much here. Yeah. Here it's amazing Mexican food. Yes. Right? right, right, right. Not yeah. in in Miami. I think right. there's like one Dominican restaurant here. That mm-hmm. I, I always yeah. I always tell people, like if you if you want to make money, hold on, what is that noise? I, I hear that. something in the background. That's awkward. 
Oh, no, no, it went away. Okay. <laughs> um, if you want to make money here in LA from Miami, come open a few restaurants. Exactly. People, we crave yes. that food. Like the only Dominican, Cuban, Peruvian. Peruvian. Well, there's a couple of Peruvian Venezuelan. spots, but, but more like yeah, Dominican. Yeah, but they're not. Like I have found Peruvian places here that one dish is good. So I go to one place for ceviche, another place for lomo saltado, like depending where I am. Yeah. Where mm. Miami, you just find um, they're amazing everything. at everything. Yeah. Dominican. But here, I feel like it's more foodie because they have Ethiopian, you know, Indian. What about Mexican food in Miami? Mm, uh, uh, I haven't uh. lived there in five years. <laughs> I think they said it's getting better. It, but yeah. when I lived there, it wasn't good. Yeah, actually, the hottest spot right now in South Beach is like Mexican food. So after Hispanicize, a lot of people go there. There's a Mexican food joint mm-hmm. right now in Miami that's mm-hmm. super delicious. Yeah. Dang. And authentic. Yeah. Is it well, new? That's the thing. It depends on who you're asking, right? If it's authentic. If you're not Mexican, then it passes, right? It's kind of like saying, you know, Del Taco or yeah. whatever or Taco yeah, yeah. Bell. But uh, Bodega in South Beach, it's Mexican cuisine. And it's like the hottest spot. Really? Yeah. Check that oh out. my gosh. We'll go. Yeah, we'll go. Well, here, one of the hottest Cuban spots is Versailles. And there's, uh, I want to say, maybe. There's a Versailles in Vers- LA? Yes. Yeah. There's a few. There's a but few. But it's not like the Miami one. Oh, it's the same brand <laughs> or no? Yes. Oh. Yes. The Versailles in Miami is. Yeah. yeah. We gotta Have you been to it? We got to take them to Floridita. Oh my oh, gosh. Floridita. Everyone listening to this. And everybody goes to this place called Porto's. Porto's is a bakery. Porto's bakery. I didn't like it that much. I'm yeah. sorry they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the I Cuban days. I also base. saw it on the. Uh, I've been. I just started watching this show because everyone's telling me to watch it. One day at a time. Oh, on Netflix. On Netflix? Yeah, it and just got about, renewed for third season. Yeah. Oh, One yeah. day at a time. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Cuban family that lives in Echo Park here in LA. Yes. And then literally in the first episode, they do a shout out to Portos. No. Yeah. She <laughs> walks in with a with a to go, and she's like, "All these hipsters are lined up around Portos because they discovered Cuban cuisine." Oh, because it's like the Versailles of Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you one thing. That lady, the o- the owner of uh-huh. Portos, Betty, is balling. Yeah. They're about yeah. to open a fourth location in Orange County and Buena That's Park, right, at, right across from Medieval Times. Yeah. And um, that woman became smart. So there needs to be She's more Cubans that come from Miami. Cuban? She's Cuban. There awesome. need to be more Cuban, yeah. That come here, Peruvians, open businesses. Peruvians, Colombians, Venezuelans. Because y- yeah. you guys are the minority. And like marketed and... Make yeah. it like uh, major cha-ching. Hello, yeah. ideas. Ideas. I get ideas. Okay, I will listen. try porters again. You must. The the potato balls are pretty good. Okay. But coming back, um, I don't know if you guys believe in aliens or not, but I'm gonna talk to you about what a recent American Airlines pilot just discovered. <gasps> and it's um it's real. It's very real. We're coming right back on Risque. Hey, this is Rosa Acosta, and you're listening to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Raxi and Ruby on CBS Play That It. Oh my gosh, que rica esta conversación. I literally feel like I am in a studio just talking to my friends, and this is the beauty of a podcast. It's not like traditional radio where you're just like, oh my God, commercial break. Oh, it's so chill, relaxed, and unfiltered. Yes. We say it like it is, but listen, so back in February, you guys, this is like a story. While flying over the Arizona desert, two commercial pilots, they reported to have seen aliens. And this happens a lot, like on their way to Vegas, there is an area called, what is it, Area 51? Yes. Area 51 that's like very gated off. It's not open to the public. Supposedly, you have to be like a high official in the government mm-hmm. to get in there. You have to have clearance. So the first pilot, a Learjet pilot, asked air control if anybody was flying above the plane. The answer was no. So he's like, you know what? 
Air Control asked the crew of another plane to take the same path, and a few minutes later, the American Airlines pilot radios back the, that something did pass over their aircraft, right? Like, totally eerie. So, at first, the American Airlines pilot thought it could be an air balloon because of the big reflection, but it's said that Arizona has become known for UFO sightings lately. So, since 2001, there have been 4,500 reported like reported sightings of extraterrestrial activity. So, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely feel and believe with my entire gut and soul that we are not alone. We are not alone. And I've even heard from people that sometimes aliens could be walking among us. Whoa. And mm. just disguised as humans, but they're aliens. Oh my God, look at look at Tamara. <laughs> She's right, like, okay. what? Let me bring it down. <laughs> hold on. First I, of all, who believes in aliens in this room? I do. Erika believes in yes, aliens? The home Catherine, does. do you believe in aliens? Mm, I'm on the fence. You're on the fence. What about you, Jose? I don't. You I don't. believe there are things we don't know about the universe, <laughs> but I don't know if it's aliens. Okay, what do you think? But I mean, do, I, do you guys believe there's other life form? Life forms? I think forms. that can be. Because like I was just reading in National Geographic that they have they found this like group of stars that don't have black matter. Really? Mm-hmm. And that that is like questionable. I was just gonna tap on because, that because and they're now saying whoa like everything we knew about space is yeah. now like all their theories are being questioned. Well, now that our technology is more advanced and we're advancing further and further, it's just like okay, so we before it was like okay, this is our solar system. We revolve around the sun. The sun is da 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 da, and then we are planet 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 planet. Right. They just found out Pluto was not even a planet. It was like a, what was it a, a moon? And right. so um, now now they found that there's a galaxy and there's another galaxy beyond that there's separate galaxies and then further than that there's solar systems there's more solar systems and then further than that that's like the outer that's the outer yeah. ring of a solar system it's like i think it's like a, a star or whatever it is and then we're like just one big ass mass of solar systems galaxies around so yeah. at any given time we don't know how long other planets have been oh. around or other galaxies have been around and how advanced their technology is if, if they're starting out you know like with dinosaurs and stuff like that if not um or more advanced than exactly. us exactly so then you're it leaves you to think there's this crazy movie you just made me think of it <laughs> okay. called another earth uh-huh. I haven't seen and it. And it's about this. They discover there's another Earth. Uh-huh. So there's doubles of us. So there's another Roxy somewhere in another Earth. Oh another my God. me. I got to meet her. Yes, that's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> that's double income. So the whole movie is like this guy, spoiler alert, if you haven't called? seen it, Another Earth. Another, another Earth. Earth. We're watching that with popcorn. Yes. Yes. Is that on oh Netflix? Oh my God. Please invite me. I don't know. If yes. I just, just know because my up. husband's a film buff and it's like this indie filmmaker and it's like an awesome movie. Another that is so Earth. dope. But yeah. you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like that, 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 so that, I like thought the whole about point. it. That can happen. And then I'm a, like, I love Supernatural. I love scary stuff. So I watch, <laughs> I watch Paranormal Activity, or it wasn't Paranormal Activity. I'm sorry, Ghost Adventures. Okay, Ghost Adventures. And yeah, you said you believe in aliens. It's Why? Exactly because you don't. Again, you don't know what is out there. Like there's portals. Maybe maybe they they're so advanced that they create portals to our other dimension, and they just but, go to every other dimension. Like, what is an alien though? Because I think we or think ex- an alien's like a creature that's like right. an animal with green mm-hmm. eyes. What if it's normal people? An what alien if it's is just people walking among us? World. It, it, so what, what if, if they Donald look Trump like is us? an alien? It could be any form of 
another life form, as you right. just said, another, another life, life form. Because there's history in, in the history books. You have people that like they capture in pictures where they're taking like movies and videos with phones already advanced before mm-hmm. the time. You know, like in the 1950s, somebody had a phone. There was a picture of somebody really? having a phone. Yeah. If you look it up, you will Google it and you'll find it. I think there's a lot of shit that the government yeah. holds from us. Mm, like, are you kidding me? Are like, there yeah. everything is a system. Everything has been pre-thought. My the, favorite theory is the one about like, did we really land on the moon or was it a photo shoot? Right. <laughs> Honestly, that's the truth. Yeah, no, that's the truth. Because the, and the guy that did the documentary, because there's a lot of them out there, he confronts the guy who supposedly landed on the moon, and he won't even do the interview. And you know I'm why? Strong? And you know why? Because they say about the Russians, because they wanted to beat the Russians right. so bad right. to getting to the moon yeah. first that they just supposedly made that whole thing right. up. It was a publicity wow. stunt. Mm-hmm. The what? U.S. The U.S. wanted to be the first country in the world to land, so they just did a photo shoot. Oh my god! And the, and the proof is like, oh, the shadows. Like, how is there a shadow? And like the wind. How is the flag? Like, you know, like how is there wind <laughs> on the moon? Like all these things. And it's very interesting because you're like, okay, you have a point there. You have a point right. there. You have a point there. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies about my a lot of things. My thing is like, if there's really aliens, we would have known by now. That's my mm. thing. No, no. I think the government would hold. I think the I think pandemonium would, would break much, out. But there's been so many sightings. So, so many. many sightings, including my my ex manager, my ex general manager from the restaurant that I that I work at. Was he an alien? No. Did you think he was an alien? <laughs> no. But he witnessed the UFOs up with that like the lights, and I think we were in Arizona where they had those like lights on that over that hill. Yes. He was in. He's in the documentary. If you look at it, and he was in it a long time ago. But he and what he, did he say? He's all like, I to- he totally believes in it. He just. <laughs> He knows that he saw a UFO, but he didn't see an alien. He didn't see an alien, but he saw a UFO. You know, like those. Have you ever seen talk shows? They say they got abducted. They got abducted while they yep. were sleeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one time, this sounds. This is gonna make me sound crazy. <laughs> I shouldn't even share the story. Nothing's crazy. Anything's a possibility. I was like sleeping. This is why I said I don't know if I do. I was sleeping. And you know when you wake up but you can't move. Like, oh, like sleep paralysis. Yes. Uh, exp- I've never so experienced sleep And I'm like laying like sideways, you know, and I wake up over my eyes and I'm like, man, I'm awake, but I can't move. And I your, swear. No, your body, nothing. Why couldn't I must, you move? I think it's because you're half asleep, but awake. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like sleepwalking, but you're laying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, you're not it's walking. Sleep paralysis. Sleep it's, par- a, it's in a deep REM sleep, but you right. can't really so get I up. So I woke up from the deep REM, I guess. I opened my eyes mm-hmm. and I swear I saw like green little men like walking. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that, man. like just walking by my room. They look at me, keep walking, mm-hmm. and I'm just there like, I can't move and say anything. <laughs> Who are these little men like walking? And then I try to wake up, and when I woke up out of it, my ear was hurting really bad. Like it was throbbing. And I mm, went to the bathroom, that's... I looked, and my ear was red like if I had something in my ear. Like a... <gasps> they probed your ear, girl. So I went, I ran, woke up my sister. I'm like 14, 15, and I wake up my sister, and I'm like, is my ear red? Is my ear red? And she's like, yes, it's like red. Like all your ear, like like mm-hmm. if something was in your ear. Wow. And it was like throbbing like for hours. That is so dope, though. Like, so I, now I'm like, I got scary proved. for you, but <laughs> <laughs> I like In my dope. ear! That's not bad. <laughs> hey, not <maybe>. that way. <laughs> Maybe the aliens like gave you alien influ- oh, influencer. Maybe I'm an alien. No. Yes. <laughs> Maybe the aliens gave you this amazing idea to create Hispanicize for the future. <laughs> you never know. I definitely don't believe that there is other life forms among us. I be- I've heard so many crazy stories just being on the radio from so many different people that I believe anything in this life is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I believe True. that there's married men that are down low gay. I believe that, that there's just <laughs> there's a lot. Duh. I have receipts. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I have stories of friends who's married men. Yeah. Who you fucking? No. <laughs> what? You have stories of what? Of, of women? You know what? Like, I, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Oh, I, man. Yeah, that that means yes, ladies. I mean, I remember I never, ever, that never crossed my mind until I saw an episode of Oprah Winfrey. And the entire episode was about down low men. Men. Mm-hmm. I, and I was like, "Wow, get wevels right to come mm-hmm. out on the Oprah Winfrey show to say like, yes, I'm a man. I'm a man. I've been married for 20 years. I have five kids, but I like men, you know. And I'm just yeah. like, there has to be like a whole culture of that. There and is. now that I have a lot of gay friends that we talk openly about the crazy shit that you guys do, mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> if Holy you listen sh- to our past podcasts, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that happens, and it's it's just yeah. we it's just truly saw a recent one. I don't know if I was with you, like some documentary something about men. Who are married with women and have kids, and they say, "Yeah, I am attracted to men, but I want to be with my wife." It's so what do you like, call it's that? It's a difference. It's like I'm in love with my wife, and I love my kids and my family, but I'm physically attract attracted to a man that walks by. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, that's so what it was about. It was a documentary about that. What was what's the documentary name? I don't know. That's so interesting to me because it's, I guess, what do you, I mean, I guess it comes down to just people yeah. put labels on everything, everything because there is a term for somebody that's just attracted. You love who you love. And it ha- if it happens to be a woman, happens to be a woman. If it happens to be a man, it happens to be a man. But there's a term for that. I don't fluid. know. Do you, is it fluid? fluid? Yeah. yeah pansexual? Pansexual. Oh, that's Where you just <laughs> fall in love with the person's soul and you're not concerned if they're a man or a woman. It's or, everything. It's oh, everything. That's cool. Yeah. yeah pansexual. So isn't that everybody though? That's, yeah, that's that encompasses encompasses everybody. Yeah, pansexual. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm strictly dickly though. I'm not attracted to women. I'm not. Yeah, Even I'm if not the, either. I, I get I'm not you either. know. <laughs> sometimes you see those. Sometimes you see those those women that drink a little bit too much alcohol and they're like macking down with the girl and I'm like. Even if I was super wasted, I'd still would want to be with the dude. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like I don't have mm-hmm. that curiosity inside of me. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not right. judging people who do that. But damn, that's my motto. Hashtag strictly dickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you guys hear that Arnold Schwarzenegger had 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 to undergo emergency open heart surgery, and his no. condition is stable. One of his spokesperson actually just gave an oh, update. Oh, like, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, yeah. He, it, he's you know he's seventy years old. Yeah, yeah. he's wow. seventy years. Actually, old. Actually, that's really good for being his age. Well, but then he's a physically fit too. So, but my parents, my both my parents went through open heart surgeries twice. So yeah. And, wow. Yeah, yeah, but they're not here no more. So, but um, you know, rest in peace. But uh, other than that, like like for him though, he's been active and you know mm-hmm. uh, fit mm-hmm. so naturally it'll it, it would benefit him to have that surgery yeah so it's funny because he he i don't know if he put this on his twitter or on his instagram but he he when he came back to being awake his first words were actually i'm back <laughs> <laughs> so okay, obviously Terminator. obviously he's in good spirits yeah. Yeah. yeah so That's we cool. we want to uh send him a lot of good positive vibes and also i don't know if you guys heard the weekend's new album mm. um but when it comes to his lyrics selena gomez broke his heart that's hints, all i gotta hints, say hints. um oh. but it always belonged to bella hadid because i think that his album it only has six songs right the six new, songs six tracks on it six yeah. tracks but um i heard one of those songs and i was like damn totally he, selena gomez totally you can Sel- totally he was like i was just one of your pit stops while you were on your journey and the other one's like bella hadid oh. yeah you can totally yeah. hear it. My Dear Melancholy <laughs> is the name of his album. It dropped, and y'all need to hear it. We were actually bumping it the whole way in. Is it good? It's, it's great. It's good, yeah. Uh, A lot of people I like, don't know. I like, I like pre-commercial weekend. You know, like... It's like very... The, it's very, it's very that? It's very it's pre-commercial very that, yeah. weekend. Oh, okay, you cool, love it. Cool. It's, it's back to that. Okay, good. It's so funny because I started listening I to era. The weekend when he was pre-commercialized, mm-hmm. and I loved that weekend. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude... Same, and thing, so, same thing with Lana Del Rey. 
Yeah. Yep. His album oh, sounds yeah. like that, this album, because okay, I, cool. I think breakups really do artists good. Some yeah. type of breakup, and not just artists, just in people in general. When you're going through it, it feels like, oh my God, what am I going through? But once you get out of it and you emerge from the dark hole, it's so true. It's so it good for your I was your just soul. telling you to a friend about that because when I, I'm married now, but when I was single and I would break up. Like me? <laughs> when I would get upset, I would lose my appetite. So I would lose weight. So I joke yeah. with my husband now. I'm like, pretend break up with me. So that, like, I can lose weight for his fantasize. The breakup <laughs> diet is the best the diet. The breakup yeah. diet. It's like, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm like too happy now to lose yeah. weight. I'm yeah. like, ice cream. So Catherine, let me tell you. So when, when you were single, um, were you looking before you met your husband? Or did it just, is it oh one of those God, things? Oh my God, you have to tell the story. Was it oh, one of those yeah. things that it just, because I hear this from everybody. Roxy, when you least expect it, the person's going to show up. It's true. Is it? I have it's just so gone out of a long relationship. And how long? We were almost four years. Okay, together. I just got out of a five year oh, relationship. Okay. Before that, I was with a woman that was five years. And it was just like, I was like, the last thing I wanted is a relationship. But I was single for about like six, seven months. And then I was That's at Hispanicize. Oh, man. That's why I was not looking for it because I even wanted to be single longer. Okay. Like, I was just like, I don't want anybody in my life now. I just need to focus on my career. And Hispanicize, that was 2012, was getting very popular. And at Hispanicize, we have a film industry a film track and my husband's film was in the film track of the event so i met him there so that's when like i was at the event he was there and we met and i'm thinking i'm never gonna meet see this guy again because i was in miami he's in la but tell him how you guys saw each other for the first time I was working at the registration booth of Hispanics. It's not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's cute, and he though, it's was cute. like coming down this escalator, uh-huh. and I was down at the bottom. You'll see when you go to Hispanics. I can show you the spot. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's the same it's hotel, yeah. the yeah, same it's venue. Same. It's better than saying that. Oh, I met him on Tinder. I met him on no. ChristianMingo.com. No. <laughs> no, no, she met him on an escalator. <laughs> yeah, so he's coming down, and then we just started chatting, and then I was like, "Oh no, you're in LA," and I met him. I'm like, "Oh, you're in LA. Forget it." And then we just talked on the phone and then eventually I moved here. Oh, that's so but, cute. But, yes, but I was not looking. I was like, the last thing I want is, you know, that guy. That's yeah. what happens. Because I think guys the, are attracted you expect it. to when you are in your own career and yes. you're just hustling, you focus on you and they sense those vibes. When they and, see your element. See it, yeah, yeah, you're in your element. That's like When you're out there just like looking for a guy or, or, a yeah. guy, or you know, it's like, Might come off they, the vibe comes <laughs> off. Yeah, it comes off. Yeah. So you just do on. you, and then someone's like, hey, I saw you, you know, and I wanted to meet you, so it just yeah. comes out. Actually, right. April is actually my eight months that I've been alone, and I'm I'm doing good. Ooh. I've made a promise to yeah. myself that I'm going to be alone for a year. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Me I'm too. I'm so proud of you, Kamala. I'm really proud of me, because <laughs> you guys, my pattern was like to go break up in from a relationship. Two months Another later, I was booed up. Oh, really? Long-term relationship, break up, two months. Like, I was, this is the I, longest I had it. that she's ever been single. So ever. Like, she's wow. really, really experiencing single life. But just think and about it. Perspective. I'm like when it. you're gonna be married, you're gonna be married your whole life. Oh, Probably, that, right? Just that makes my stomach hurt. So, so I then, think I'm right gonna now, enjoy being single. Enjoy a being single. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, because when you're married, like you, it's two people. Yeah. So I can't just say, you know what? I'm sick of living in LA. Let's move to Miami. You have to ask him if he's okay with right. that. Right. When you're single, you do whatever, whatever you, you want. want. Mm. So and this part advantage. of my life, look, I said, I don't but care. I can, be, I can be monogamous and I can be <laughs> open-minded. I'm great. I can have two, three boyfriends. I'm great. What so about you, Jose? Communicate, wow. with, are you, communicate <laughs> with me. Are you single, Jose? 
I'm single. My Instagram is at the Jose Resendez. <laughs> the Jose Resendez. Well, we gotta know more about you. So okay. at the Jose Resendez. Yes, I love it. So you're single and available, living in LA. I'm single, available, mingling, networking. Right now, I'm very focused on my career as well. I mean, part of the reason I moved to LA was not just personal to start a new chapter or or start from scratch or whatever, but also to like advance my career. So yeah, but I'm I'm open. And how long have you been working with Catherine for? I've been consulting with Hispanicize, I would say almost a year because I actually helped them put together Hispanicize Los Angeles last oh, year. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm. and actually in my previous job, I always was a sponsor. So I was on the sponsorship side. Oh. So I would bring brands to Hispanicize and I would activate there. Or you but would I, bring influencers to Vegas. Or, yes. <laughs> for eight with AT&T. Remember yeah. we turned up at, what yeah. was it? Who was that performing? Was awesome. That uh, night, oh, it, was, it was the Latin Grammys party, mm-hmm. and Farruko was there, and he it was, was awesome. like, Roxy. Oh, and Big Sean. Big Sean was there. Oh, he was yeah. so nice. He yeah, was Big so, Sean was really nice. He was so nice. Very, very attractive, but yeah. very petite. I was like, I will smash Laquito? him. Yeah. He was <laughs> super tiny. Super, like, I could see why him and Janae Aiko go, because... <laughs> <laughs> they're like, both, oh, they're both really nice and sweet. But they're both yeah. tiny. Yeah, they are. Like, I'm sure he picks her up like nothing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> With me, he would have been like, oh, uh, oh, hold on, a little bit more. I oh love when God. a man picks me up. No, seriously. But it was such a pleasure having both of you guys on today. Thank you guys for giving us an inside look to the, to the marketing world mm-hmm. and to the advertising agency world and to brands and how brands work. Because I think a lot of times in this business, we focus on the celebrities and the pop culture and the this. But there's really like... A lot of behind the scenes people that are really the people that deserve a lot of the credit. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? They're influencers. They're influencing and, culture. They're influencing purchases. Well, you guys are the shakers and movers. Yeah, like, that's Seriously. what it's all about. This is why they're my friends. Hello. <laughs> I don't yeah, associate myself with dumb people. What are we? Uh, culture. Culture curators. Yes. Culture oh. curators. I like that. No. Mm-hmm. And everybody could be a culture curator. And don't be discouraged. if Because I get, I meet a lot of people that want to be somehow, some way in marketing, in entertainment. But they feel like, I got to be in front of the camera. And no, you don't. Not yeah, really. You can have a powerful position in marketing, in advertising. Well, that's like what I do. I'm behind the scenes. Yes, exactly. And I like a lot of the decisions of the event are I made by you. And yeah. I'm not public. Exactly. So. So we're honored. We're honored that you did this interview with us. You <laughs> so, see? do you guys have any advice for anybody that's trying to do blogs, like journalism and stuff like that? Because I know Catherine, that's your forte, and then you do the the whole like branding stuff, right? That's what and I love about Jose, media, actually, yeah. because Jose, like, he has a he himself. I consider like an influencer. Mm-hmm. You so are. It was great mm-hmm. to see him. Like, I wanted him to work with us because he can tell me how it is to be an influencer. So he gives me that perspective. Like, look. As an influencer, this is how I would uh, take what you're asking me to do. Yeah. As a brand, this is how I would think you would want to approach them. So he gives me like both sides. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, good point. So he yeah. has a good perspective of what it's like to be an influencer yeah. and how to be like on the brand side. Yeah, that's dope. I saw you the other day. You took a picture with Caitlyn Jenner on your Instagram, right? Oh, yeah. That Where was were at- you guys at? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was at a NASCAR race. Oh, nonchalant. Yeah. <laughs> That's his emoji. Is there an emoji for no. that? Oh, That's the my hair, favorite emoji, hair this flip. one. Hair flip. Hair <laughs> flip emoji. Yeah. Actually, Caitlin was so nice. You know, like, I've heard a lot of negative things and stuff like that, but um, mm-hmm. meeting her was actually very refreshing. She was super nice. She was super dope. She was there amongst other celebrities, Cristela, Jaime Camille, Fluffy, uh, Wilma Valderrama, Ice Cube, all these people. that We were there, at a, at, a, we were there yeah, at a NASCAR race, and my friend, um, 
she invited a whole bunch of influencers to experience NASCAR here on the West Coast, which is actually NASCAR is going to be a sponsor of Hispanicize as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Something yeah. dope. Hispanicize. I, I thought, I truly believe I was a NASCAR racer in my past life because I love to speed. Oh, wow. But but then I, my license uh-huh. got suspended and then I, <laughs> and then I was like, like, okay, okay maybe I'm not. not. Yeah. Maybe I'm like a junior NASCAR yeah. racer. <laughs> Yeah, but that's my favorite thing is like meeting influencers and like right now like plucking them into into Hispanicize. So I'm doing like booking like the speakers, the panelists, like who's gonna do like this keynotes or who's getting awards and things like that. Uh-huh. That's that's my vibe right now, and I like just bringing fresh faces and giving them opportunities and a platform to like. Yeah, so thank you message. to Jose and Catherine, right. you know, for reaching out. I'm gonna be on the podcast platform <laughs> talking about podcasting, and yeah. you know, like a lot of people get stuck. And yeah. you're nominated, nominated for a Teclo Award, and I'm nominated for get a Teclo. And I just want to clarify, Teclo Awards, they're not nominated by Jose and I or my company. We, that's public nominated. Yeah. So yeah. peers nominated you guys. Really? So I want the creators listening because we get that asked a lot. They're yeah. like, oh, but who nominated me? It's like your followers nominated, your peers, right. other people yeah. and brands that know about you nominated yeah. you guys. We just sort through it, organize it, and then we sent it out to voting for and the And this Academy, year was, like, the most nominations. We had, like, right. thousands, so I had to, like, sort through all those. Because some people write, like, oh, wow, Hispanicize nominated, but we, your peers nominated you. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so, you a platform. Hispanicize, it concludes with this amazing award show called the Tecla Awards. And the Tecla is because, is it because of the Tecla? The Tecla, the, tecla the keyboard. The yeah. keyboard, right? Uh, okay. Exactly. Tecla. So, they end, and do you guys have any celebrities that are going to make making appearances that day? I know there's we a lot of influencers do. there. I can't Stay announce it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of music with awesome music people involved yes. that I can't announce yet. I was hoping I could announce by now, but I can't yet. It's okay. We love surprises. <laughs> and I have one quick question for you again. Um, the LGBT community. I noticed that we're starting to expand more. There's more because social mm-hmm. media, we're starting to create more content and there's mm-hmm. a vast majority. You have your, your gays, the lesbians and the, the drag queens and the, the transsexuals. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, like, how is that going with Hispanicize? Are you incorporating that? What's going we on with that? We definitely are. We actually have a diversity panel. You can talk about who's speaking. Yeah, it. I was good. Yeah, as I was like, oh, awesome. Uh, this would be a perfect place for us to start speaking about diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So we actually good. have a panel dedicated to diversity and inclusion that is going to. Um, Put together a platform basically for Afro Latinas, good for LGBTQ, nice uh, for people with disabilities, and also for the plus size community. Mm. So it's going to be a very interesting panel. Um, it's on Thursday. I'm and there. Yeah, and uh, the person speaking on uh, about LGBTQ is Johnny Sibley. He's a I act- love him. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he's an actor. He's like a popular social media influencer here mm-hmm. in LA. So he's going to be awesome. Yeah. Are you guys going to have a Mara La Negra? Speaking Ooh. on Afro Latinaism, probably. <laughs> yeah. We reached yeah, out. We'll see. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay <laughs> tuned. Listen, you guys. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys want to follow Tecla Awards, you can. If you want to follow, what's the Hispanicize? Because um, we want you guys to follow everything that's going down with Hispanicize in April. Um, you know, the Tecla Awards, just like the behind the mm-hmm. scenes, all the cool things that are happening. So follow Hispanicize. On Instagram. On Instagram, right? Hispanicize event. Okay, perfect. And then yeah. your Instagram is Catherine J Gunn. Catherine with a K. Catherine with a K, and it's a double N. Yes, Catherine J Gunn. Don't mess with her. She'll bring out her gun. And <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and then yours is the Jose Resendez. Okay, perfect. The, do you guys say the or the 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 the, the four hundred five? I always thought the, the was T H E E. 
like uh, the, the yeah, the yeah. Jose. That's like medieval time. Hello, yeah, the. Medieval. How you doing, <laughs> the? <laughs> yeah, the bueno. Jose But it was it was amazing to chat with you guys. Thank cool. you so much, yeah. and thank you for representing the community and yeah, everybody in, in in general. And it just it doesn't have to be about that Latin X. It has it it, it encompasses everyone. Yeah. So well, that's yeah. what Latin X is. is. This is this, yeah. This is about showing how much power we do have and how much influence we do have we yes. do and yeah. you know what i love it that brands are finally starting to say like damn you know what they ain't going nowhere exactly and we're, we're here not. to stay we're here to stay we're taking over because <laughs> you took uh, our land <laughs> all right guys we love you guys this has been another episode of risque and we'll catch you guys later thanks bye bye This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.